Welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast all about the world's best football team, Aston Villa. In the third of our All Villains series, Roisin and I spoke to Randeep Rupra from the popular Villa fan group, the Punjabi Villains. We started off by asking Randeep about who the Punjabi Villains really are. So the Punjabi Villains were a passionate uh, collective of Aston Villa fans. We're predominantly a Punjabi background, um, but we do have members of all backgrounds. Um, and essentially, what, what, how we came together and what we're about is we're literally about just celebrating our own diversities, but all loving and following the villa. So for us, Punjabi villains, um, so we have a little saying in Punjabi called Jandikala, which means high spirits and positivity. So we like to bring that to every game. Um, whether that's through bringing door players, which is the drums, um, through our dances, which I'm sure you've seen on uh, Twitter and things like yeah, this, yeah. and to just simple things as well, just like go for our mixed grills. Um, whoever hasn't seen our mixed grills pictures as well, um, it's just literally of us, a bunch of guys getting together, having a mixed grill together, which is like chicken tikka, uh, kebabs and lamb chops, all these kind of things. Um, and really just getting together and just having a good time and bringing fun to every single game or every game that we're following from home these days. Uh, and a massive part of what we do is charity. So when we started up, because um, charity is such a big part of our culture, we just wanted to make sure we can give back to the community in any way possible. So charity is a real big part of what Punjabi villains do. Um, but yeah, that's just essentially who, um, who we are. You've been one of my favourite group of Villa fans to follow for a long, long time. Uh, and uh, I became f- fully aware of what you did through uh, an interview you did with The Athletic. Um, it was it was a really great, great interview. and really got a good sense of who you are. Um, but something I'd ask is, so how long have the Punjabi villains been around for as a, as a supporters group? And uh, how did it all sort of come about? So we started uh, back in 2011. So we're actually 10 years now. Um, but don't ask us what date because none of us can remember. <laughs> but essentially, what we were, we were just five friends um, who started a WhatsApp group. Um, our founder, Neech Chandel, um, who sadly passed away eight years ago, right. he took inspiration from some of the other Punjabi supporters groups and thought, surely there's got to be more of us and surely we can be bigger because you know, Astabella is a massive club in comparison to some of the others that were doing it at the time. Um, and so... We came about thinking, all right, there's got to be more of us. So then we started on WhatsApp group and we just started adding our friends and then they added their friends and they got added their friends. So we just got bigger and bigger from there. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, when, when Neats uh, passed away, we really wanted to carry on his legacy and his vision. And that's when we actually opened up our Twitter page, our Facebook page and all the rest of it, uh, our WhatsApp, uh, you know, made the WhatsApp group even bigger and things like this. Um, it's when he actually passed away, we just want to carry on his legacy uh, and go from there. And yeah, so I think from 2012, that's when we restarted uh, accelerating our presence within the fans groups. And have you seen that um, that kind of catching positivity grow in the pandemic? Because it's very easy as a football fan for the positivity to catch on but it's also very easy for the negativity. <laughs> um, whereas I think with the Punjabi villains, like you say, that high spirits and positivity I you know I'm not sure how you said it but it's so catching has that has that kind of affected people in the pandemic do you think 
You know what? Um, I think, yeah, pre-pandemic and during the pandemic, definitely. We always get messages saying we love what you guys do. We love your dances. We love, well, the mixed girls kind of went down the hill because yeah. lockdown happened and stuff like that. But, but people just seeing that just made them happy, especially with the dancing uh, and things like this, the pre-match dances, people really got happy. Uh, and just generally everything we're doing, because generally when we're putting messages out there into the, uh, out into Twitter, Facebook and whatnot, it's always trying to be positive about whatever the scenario is. Even if we just got uh, thrashed or something, always try and take the positives and try and support Villa and show love. And can you give us a little run through what like a pre-match uh, meeting with the Punjabi villains might be like? Yeah, um, so pre-COVID days, uh, it was all about getting together, uh, meeting up first at, at one of the pubs, where it might be the Grove, Calthorpe Arms, uh, Calthorpe Arms will actually be our HQ going forward once everything opens up again. But we'll get together, we'll have a few jars, we'll have a mixed grill, have a lot of banter, and we head down to the game together. Um, some of us sit together, some of us don't. We've got people, season ticket holders in Upper Holt, Lower Holt, North Stand. But the rest of us that are not season ticket holders, we generally try to sit together uh, and just create a load of noise. Um, you know, on the bigger games, um, like you may have seen last season, um, when there were fans and at the, the Carabao Cup final as well, We'll bring down the door players to the drum players to create the atmosphere and get people dancing and chanting whatever the chant they want to do. We'll try and play a beat to it um, and just get that, uh, yeah, try and get the people going. But essentially, that's what our pre match uh, routines always, always is get together, have a laugh, have a few uh, uh, jars, and go down. Do you think, in terms of like visibility, that's a, well, I I think it is really, really important to kind of mix that, the, you know, the traditional dr- drums with with those villa chants. Has that made uh, people more aware of the Punjabi culture? Do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think people when they see that. I mean, I, if I just go back to the playoff final, um, and I wasn't at the Carabao Cup final, but I was at the playoff final, and again, we do something very similar. The amount of love we got that day was unbelievable. I, I to me, it was absolutely humbling. You know, people coming up to us saying, "We love you guys." They, 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 you know, people that didn't even know us. And uh, I think, um, you know, as, as, as silly these, some of these sentences might be, but that come out. But people say, "Oh, you, you really are like just one of us," and stuff like this. And you know, it really does help break down barriers and make people understand that we're all the same. We just love Villa and we love football. And do you also interact with other Punjabi fan groups around the country? Like, I, th- I think I saw that you interacted with the Derby Rams and the um, uh, Tottenham Hotspur as well. Yeah. Uh, so we speak a lot with the Spurs guys uh, and the Rams guys, but also with um, the Wolverhampton guys as well, uh, Leeds guys as well. We generally have a lot of bants uh, back and forth on Twitter, but... Some of the others, yeah, we do talk, talk a lot on WhatsApp and we phone each other as well. Just share opportunities and also get understanding what you what, what's working for you guys and what's not working for you guys because ultimately we're all in the same boat. Um, and, yeah, we try to share our learnings all the time. Um, and, you know, for instance, when Punjabi Spurs actually came last season, um, they came down to Villa Park and they met us at the Calthorpe Arms and we hosted them. We have loads of pre-match drinks with them and things like this. But we also did a, a charity session with DKMS as well, with the Punjabi Spurs. Uh, DKMS is actually a people, they're like a blood donation, a plasma donation. Uh, and then, yeah, everybody got together, 
and people actually participated and took saliva tests on that day, registered for uh, plasma donations. And, and actually two of our guys were actually matches and donate their plasma off the back of this meeting with the Jobby Spurs. So uh, potentially saving two lives there. Um, but generally, yeah, we, yeah, we interact with one another. We always try to host one another. Um, so when we go to Spurs, they'll do the same for us. Or when we go to Derby, they'll do the same for us and Wolverhampton, vice versa. Always try to host one another. Yeah, um, because you, you mentioned the charity aspect of it there. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the Greg Evans Athletic article earlier. It was a great article. I strongly encourage everyone to read it. Um, but uh, in it, it quoted that uh, the Punjabi villains also pull together to tackle, tackle issues like addiction and domestic violence. So how does the uh, Punjabi villains sort of go about doing things like that? So there's, there's two different ways. One, we're blessed and lucky enough to have a fairly significant platform now. You know, if I look at our Twitter, Facebook and, uh, and our Instagram, it's easily eight to 9,000 followers now yeah. across these three platforms. Um, so we can educate people through our platforms and then we do have charity partners as well, which we reach out to or they reach out to us, for instance, and we start working together and find ways we can do campaigns together. So one of the bigger ones right now we've just done recently is um, one with MLSS, which is Midlands Longer Server Service. Generally, what they look after is uh, feeding the homeless and also then helping those abroad that might be in need. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware, there's a, a movement right now happening in India. So farmers protests, it's like the biggest protest in the world. And it wasn't really getting much attention. And we were trying to bring a lot of awareness on our platforms with that. Uh, one of the things we were able to do was partner up with MLSS. Um, we managed to put a fundraise together where no, we managed to do 10,000, raise 10,000 pounds in a week. Wow. Uh, and that went a long way over in India because we were able to give uh, people clothing, shoes, food, uh, tent, shelter, everything like this. So that went a long way. And then we then partnered up with Recognize One a few days later and raised another 2,000 pounds within a few hours. And again, that went to MLSS. Um, and we still have actually lots of merch on our website, which all profits go to MLSS. Um, so that's like one of the things. Uh, regarding the addiction and the, um, and the domestic violence, that we partnered up with a charity called Roshni there. Um, they essentially look after children and women um, who have been... Um, you know, who have suffered domestic violence or their partners are going through the addiction and bring them into self, uh, into uh, safe environments. And again, we, we use our platform to to raise awareness for that and raise money. Um, but some of the things that we've actually been a little bit more hands-on with um, is, um, I don't know if you remember, guys, remember there was a situation at the start of last season regarding a marvellous Nakamba cheat, I mean, a chant even, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was a viral video of um, a bunch of young lads who were singing something a bit inappropriate about Mar Marvelous Nakamba, um, and it was uh, racist. Um, whilst everybody was asking for punishment for the lads and things like this, we were actually um, the ones actually saying, no, give these kids a chance and just get let, let us, you know, all that needs to be done is we just need to be, educate them. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the dads actually saw that tweet and said, you guys are the only ones that are willing to support these kids and not trying to throw them under the bus. Mm. So we actually met up with one of the kids and the parents. Um, we brought one of our friends, uh, Jason Dan, who's, who's a member of the black community, and actually got them to understand what was wrong about what was said right. and just give, 
and also just educate um, our experiences of being ethnics and what it was like when we had to go through racism. And, you know, the kid really, really appreciated our help and he was really humble and he was understanding. And he, I, I think it really helped him. Um, so we, we've been able to get a bit more hands-on with things like that and work with charity partners. And that's how we go about tackling all these issues and trying to educate uh, as many people as we can. It sounds to me like your those ideas around SAVAR and charity and, and community cohesion and inclusion are as important as as the fun and in in the vibe that you bring. Yeah, it's definitely it's 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 a, it's a balance. It was always from day one. We want to bring the positivity, the fun, the excitement to games, but we need to give back to the community as much as we can. Whatever we can do to help, we have to be able to do it because that's a massive part of our culture, and we just want to bring that to the football world. And I saw that uh, Christian Perslow wore a Punjabi villain's badge. Um, have you got any kind of direct links to the club itself? or um, And how does it feel to see someone like Perslow, so high up at Aston Villa, wearing a Punjabi villain's badge? Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot to us. Like, um, people like him, people like Ian Taylor, who have been massive supports to us. Uh, Sean Teal. Um, there's so many, actually, uh, that have worn the badge. And... Yeah, we do have a direct involvement with Villa. Uh, we're part of the FCG, uh, which is a fans consortium group, uh, or fans consultation group, whatever it's called these days. Um, but we're part of that, and, and basically on a monthly meeting, uh, monthly, basically on a, once a month we'll have a monthly meeting with them, um, and, and with all the other fan groups. You know, we were actually nominated on by the other fan groups, so we're very thankful to the, all the other fan groups that brought us on. Um, and yeah, just bring up any concerns, just get an understanding of what's happening with Villa commercially and also from a social point of view. Um, but we also in talk, we do talk a lot with the diversity inclusion officers as well and just give them an understanding of when uh, maybe some certain cultural events or religious events are happening this year and help them plan out their marketing activities. Um, so yeah, uh, we're directly involved with Villa and we try to get involved as much as we can. We're all part of the Villa all in uh season not last season maybe season four it was uh where they did a all-in video about us guys as well so yeah we have worked with villa directly a lot okay and something i also wanted to ask about sort of more widely within football is that we um we don't see many footballers who are of south asian um who are south asian so um despite the fact that it's such a popular sport amongst south asian communities across you know the world so um why why is that what is the reason behind that do you think you know what, um, you could probably do a whole separate podcast on it. It's such yeah. a big topic, you know, a reason why it hasn't happened. I mean, I can only speak on my own uh, behalf, not really behalf on the, on the group, really. But I, I personally think it's just down to lack of opportunities, um, you know, Asians not getting scouted. Uh, and, and why that happened is for many different reasons. You know, a lot of Asians tend to play, by, play with other Asians and play in Asian tournaments. And that's simply because... You know, back in the day, there was a lot of racism, and well, still to this day, there is still racism, and we're not we weren't really accepted. Um, more more so in the sixties and seventies and eighties, really weren't accepted, um, and that made it difficult to then get scouted. But then also, if you look at a generational point of view, well, I'm second generation British Asian. If I look at my granddad and my dad's situation, um, 
if my dad wanted to play football and things like that, my granddad wouldn't know how to go get him scouted and things like this right, because right. he leaves the country, just doesn't know where to go. Um, so again, there was those kind of issues from previous generations, but obviously as we've grown up now and the next generation, we'll know how to get them scouted. We know how to get them on the local teams and things like this, uh, really get them integrated. But there's all kinds of uh, theories as well that will get pushed to be doctors and lawyers and things like this. Um, I never grew up dreaming to be a doctor, lawyer. I wanted to play for Villa. I wanted to be a midfielder um, or a left back for for Villa. That was my dream. Um, but I never had the talent to do that. So that's the reason why I had to go somewhere else. Um, so there's all these kind of things that people say out there that really aren't true. And again, is, oh, they don't, Asians don't like the physical demand, and which is completely, again, untrue. I've come from a heritage of, um, you know, people from our region play a lot of wrestling and I mean real wrestling not the WWE stuff <laughs> um, they they actually wrestle properly um, there's a another sport in Punjab called Kabaddi which again is very physical it's a bit like Bulldog that uh, game that used to play back in the day it's a bit like that um, and also then you know coming from warrior heritage as well so there's all these kind of rumors of you know just don't like being getting physical or completely untrue it's just a case we haven't really had the opportunity before now, if I look at what's happening today, we have people like Jan Dunder, Neil Taylor, Arden Reiki, uh, Hamza Chowdhury, and all these various different clubs. There are more British Asians now in this generation than, than ever before. Yeah. It might not be enough now. It's a slow, it's a slow movement in the right direction. Do you think so it will hope, continue to grow? Yeah, it will definitely continue to grow because, you know, um, I think... There, there are plans in place to try and help it bring Asians, more, more Asians into football. But again, it, it's just, I don't, I don't think people have gone about it the right way. When I talk about the FA and people like this, um, they haven't gone about it the right way yet. It will get better because it's now on the forefront of everybody's minds that we need to have more inclusion, more diversity. So I can see it growing. And if I look at backroom staff these days, there's a lot more Asians on the, uh, you know, it, scouts or um coaches now or and even doctors and physios there's a lot more asians in the game definitely than there ever has been whether they're playing or not playing uh there's definitely a lot more asians and again i think it will go oh, i think it definitely will grow in the future right and yeah you mentioned arjun reiki how did it feel to see him line up for aston villa against liverpool in january you know that was such a proud moment for us because he was double proud because one, he's Punjabi. That's, that's great. He comes from a Punjabi background. But the, for the fact that he's also playing for Villa, that to us was just like the proudest moment ever. Like one of our own is actually broke through um, and played against Liverpool. Um, again, in my opinion, is one of the most followed Asian um, yeah, support. Uh, yeah, they, they have more Asian supporters than probably most other teams, actually, Liverpool. All my family are Liverpool fans. Uh, it's just me, the Black Sheep, is a Villa fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, so yeah, it, it, was, it was a really proud moment. And you know, like when Jack gets on the ball, when you see Jack Grealish on the ball and you get super excited because you know something's going to happen. That's kind of exactly what happened when Arjun Reiki was playing for us. Anytime he was near the ball, putting a challenge in or anything, we just get excited, kind of get off our seat a little bit and things like this. And it was just so, it was such a proud moment. Uh, I'm super happy. I you know, I haven't had any personal interactions with him, but some of the other lads have. 
and they say he's a really down-to-earth kid and I just hope, yeah, he breaks through to the first team on a more permanent basis. Is that important, putting yourself back in the position of being, uh, you know, a young second generation, um, you know, Punjabi villain? You want to play for midfield, Raston Villa, and you see him come on the pitch and you see him as a Jack Grealish type figure. Does that make a difference to, to those youngsters out there? Definitely, because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hope. It's, it's also just encouraging to see that somebody has broke down the door uh, and it shows that it can be done because I think, you know, especially the older generation who came over from India didn't, didn't know if, if, if you could make a living and if you could uh, earn a, a good amount playing football and things like this. Um, and I, I think that it just shows hope that one person's done it, they broke it through, you know, it doesn't show that, you know, you always get all these stories, oh, you're just going to face race and things like this. No, one person's done it, and I'm sure, like, as he progresses, he will then pass on his knowledge onto the other generations and the kids coming up and how he he got through and share all his learning. All villa, no filler on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. It's a special edition of The Perfect Ten. This is a feature where we review the performances of each key Villa player so far this season and give them a score out of 10. This week, Randeep, uh, we wanted to ask you which player for you gets the highest mark out of 10 this season? This season, um, as much as I love Jack, I think there's one standout player, and that's Emmy Martinez. He's, the fact that we've had 14 clean sheets um, and things like this, it's really down to him and his incredible athletic ability, the calm collectiveness that he has. And I think that's brought, uh, you know, he's brought that presence to the back four uh, and kept them calm. Because we were making a lot of silly mistakes uh, pre, uh, pre-COVID and pre-lockdown. Yeah. And I think he's been an integral part of keeping that calmness. Because you know you've got a goalkeeper. He's an old-school goalkeeper. He's going to come out and collect the ball and catch it. He's not going to punch it away. Yeah. And he's, he's great at communicating and telling the lads, I've got this or, uh, you know. Yeah, he's a vocal and, presence yeah. at the back, isn't he? Exactly, exactly that. And a great leader. And I think, for me, he deserves the 10 out of 10. Yeah. Wow, we gave him. I think we ended up giving him an eight and a half. I gave him oh. a little bit lower because he hadn't been there the full season. <laughs> I took him down like like a mark for not having been there the full season. But when we we then when it came to Esri Konza, we got up to a nine and a half for yeah. him. Okay. Um, I kind of thought that he'd had such an impact. I don't know how you think his season's gone. Whether you'd agree that he's kind of up there as well. He's up there. I would say he's at eight, eight and a half, definitely. Um, okay. But I think. He, well, firstly, I'm going to say I'm surprised he didn't get his England call-up yeah. during the last set of call-ups. I'm really surprised at that. I think he's he's shown such maturity at a young age. He's so composed, so calm and collected. But I do feel that's because of Tyrone Mings' presence. Yeah. Mings is the one who has to take the risk. He's the ball carrier and he's the one who takes things out. Konza can then just... That, that allows Konza just to be at the back and just do focus on the job, mop up any danger, anything like this. And I think that's more down to Mings and Emmy Martinez really helping out there. Um, But yeah, Konza, 
again, showing such maturity. Um, I've got to admit, when we, when we first signed him, and we were saying, signing a lot of players from Brentford at the time, we were laughing, joking, saying, when did Brentford have loads of Premier League players? <laughs> What's this about? And, um, and then, yeah, he came in the team. He's, he's just been fantastic. And I'm really surprised he hasn't had anything on call up yet. Yeah. Fully deserves it. It's quite interesting what you said, really interesting in that actually he's freed up by the, the kind of more mature and, and more more vocal, perhaps stronger leaders at the back. We've discussed as well, um, you know, quite a few times what a strong unit they are. Mm. Yes, definitely. Um, not even just the back four. I mean, if you look at the whole team, like you, you see it on the Instagram, you see it on that, the amount of bants these guys have and they seem such like a cl- uh, close collective. It doesn't seem like anybody is left out at all. Uh, they're really a strong collective, but that back four, Armadeus, what transformation that has happened with that back four because we were making so many silly mistakes pre-COVID. And now that we've had, what, is it 14 or 15? I don't even remember any more clean sheets. We have so, so many. What a transformation. Um, and hats off to the, the back four and the, the whole unit, really. I mean, every single one of them seems to have just gone up levels, down there, even including Matt Target as well, who is another one who I think could, deserves an England cap at some point. Um, and as for Emmy Martinez, he must be the best Argentinian player ever. I, I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> you know, Lionel Messi, Diego Maradona. Keep pushing that, Frankie. <laughs> I'm trying to push that theory, but it's not quite it's catching not on. Catching on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, with, with regards to Martinez, would, would you take him over any other goalkeeper in the Premier League at the moment? I mean, I, I, I personally, I, I think he's the best in the, in the league at the moment. Yeah, 100% the best in the league. There, there is no one right now uh, at his level. Uh, the consistency that he's shown, uh, the calmness, the ability, and what the transformation that he's been part of, there's no, no one has had that kind of impact. Uh, no other goalkeeper is actually doing as much as what Emi Martinez does at, at Villa. So 100% the best goalkeeper in the league. And what do you think of Villa's season overall so far? I mean, we started off fantastically well. Um, since the COVID break it's, and since, well, Grealish's injury, really, it's all sort of gone a bit down. Um, and it looks like the season might be slightly petering out. But what, what do you make of the season so far? I'm still really happy because we're far from relegation. We're showing massive improvements. You know, we're showing that we're, you know, we're fresh Liverpool 7-2 at the start of the season. Like... That was a game where I was expecting to get fresh 7-2, not give the yeah. fresh 7-2. And we played um, well. We played exceptionally well. It wasn't that they were so terribly awful. and We were good. Amazing. Exactly. And the transformation of what we were and what we are now is phenomenal. Uh, there's no other word to describe it, really. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shame that we have dropped off from a bit from the European spots. But... Pre pre uh, start of this season, I thought we'll be lower mid table. The fact that we're upper mid table has obviously my expectations. Um, hopefully, we can pick up some form again um, because you know I think at the start of the season we were one of the most exciting teams to watch. Right now, we've become a bit, little bit safe. We're trying to keep the clean sheets and you know become a bit more defensive and work more as a team rather than being so counter attackive and fluid I'm hoping we can bring a bit, bit more back of that energy uh, that we had at the start of the season uh, to finish off season uh, on a strong point where do you see us ending up uh, I think eight for night 
Our, our WhatsApp group is called League Champions, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, might, we might have overestimated this season. Maybe a season too early. <laughs> well, if you want to just call the Midland clubs, then yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah. That's the positivity you bring in. <laughs> I love it. So that's it. Emmy Martinez scores a perfect 10 from Randeep. What a season that man has had. We'd like to hear what you've made of the Villa players this season. So how would you rate them? You can email us at allvillanofilla at gmail.com or get in touch on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. Okay, just before we go, Randy, would you like to let our listeners know where they can find the Punjabi villains online? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter, uh, Facebook and Instagram, all under Punjabi Villains. Uh, you can also follow us on YouTube as well, Punjabi Villains, and also check out our website, www.punjabivillains.co.uk, where you can find all our latest merch uh, and all, all the latest news and things like that. And it'll be the Calthorpe Arms is where we can find you when we can find together. Yeah, so once they're up and running uh, again, and once they start their mixed grills, because they were trialling that before, uh, once they start their mixed grills properly, yeah, that's where you can find us. And uh, just, you know, keep tuned in to us because, you know, we might be doing some events soon down at Calthorpe Arms. Uh, and so, yeah, just keep, keep, uh, keep tuning in. Great. Well, I'm already booking my visit to the Calthorpe Arms. Yeah, season. <laughs> can't wait. Well, that's it from us today. Thanks a lot for joining us, Randy. Thank you so much, guys. And it's goodbye to you too, Roisin. Bye, Frankie. Up the villa. And goodbye from me. And as ever, come on, Super Aston Villa. <laughs>